When you know and feel and act from your own heart, your very presence generates harmony, and that's what this is all about. Generation of Harmony shares perspectives, tools, and guidance so humanity can live in harmony with all of life. I'm Carrie Lake. showcase the amazing talent that's here with Project Positive Change, really kind of show um, you know what's possible, what, what, what we teach, what we're here for, and hopefully so that you'll either come join us or become our ideal clients. So anyway, I'm going to say uh, hi to each one of our co-hosts here and ask them to just kind of introduce and talk a little bit about themselves. Uh, Carrie, you came in first. Would you like to just say hi to everybody and tell them, tell them who you are and what you do? Thank you so much, Pete. My name is Carrie Lake. I teach sensory awareness so people can feel without fear and let compassion guide wherever they're taking themselves in their life. And I work one-on-one -on -one with people. I teach groups, facilitate online, and um, there's lots of different ways that I bring in sensory awareness to help people bring it into context in their life. Hmm, I like it. And Gwen, how about you? Ms. Gwen Irwin? Hi there. Um, I read a blog called Your Inner Joy, and I'm an author and a transformation coach, and I basically focus on helping women release the cycle of chronic yo-yo dieting and make peace with food and their body. Mm, and I can certainly speak to that yo-yo that dieting. I mean, I've been every, every weight from 320, now I'm about 170. Uh, so, I mean, I've been like all over the scale. I completely understand that, and I think that kind of like the I know the state that I'm in by the state of my house and by the state of my eating habits. You know what I mean? I think it's so exhibits like in right now my house is kind of a mess, but I'm working on the eating anyway. We're just going to focus on one, right? <laughs> so uh, let's see, Carrie, now I know you work a lot with horses and it's funny because I have another friend that does a lot of that. She works with horses and she works with humans. So tell me like, how does this, how do you, how do you see like, uh, you were talking about really like energy, energy patterns uh, in the, in the body. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. And what's interesting, I, this doesn't come out very often, but my body's been over 200 pounds too. So I've been mm -hmm. on that journey as well. And the, where horses came into it for me was horses were sort of an outward representation of the love that I am. They were something outside of me that I could see with my eyes and remember what love feels like. So when I'm talking about energetic states and energetic patterns, it's, we can talk all day and complicate it as much as we want, but very simply put, it's be, letting yourself be aware of feeling your own presence in your body, feeling what love feels like moving through your body. So when I was very heavy because of a lot of depression and a lot of um, snacking, then I wasn't feeling love moving through my body. Getting back with horses helped me remember what I feel like. And when we take that to the energetic conversation, it's very literally feeling the tone and frequency of my own life source, my own heart, my own uniqueness alive and moving through my body again. So it's, there's a simplicity to working on an energetic level when you're willing to feel your body and 
when you work at the simplicity of love, even if your mind thinks, oh, I don't know what love is, your heart sure does. And you can have your mind watch the sensations in your body as you reactivate your heart and watch your body respond like this. Mm -hmm. That's what brings the body back into alignment with your true self because you're bringing your true self forward and you know it because you feel it. Hmm. And I think so much with animals, I mean, I don't think they have the idea of subterfuge of, of like, if they feel something, their body instantly displays it. But I think with, with men, with, well, especially probably with men and possibly with women, I mean, I, I know the experience as a man, we like to sort of ignore our bodies and think we can just kind of push and power through. But I think it does display in our physical selves, doesn't it? Uh, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. The difference, the main difference between the animal kingdom and humanity is the animal kingdom doesn't have the, the option to go against their nature. Hmm. Humans, we have the opportunity to judge that who we are or what we've done is bad or wrong. Hmm. And in that judgment comes the cascade of going against one's nature. So the animals, their presence can help us remember what integrated feels like. And they, that's what, you know, another word for that is the love that you are. And so being in their presence, unconditional love, we all love that. But let's let that, let's let the animals remind us what that feels like so that we can remember our own ability to generate it. And mm -hmm. whether, whether it's men or women, yeah, men have been brutally conditioned to mm -hmm. feel nothing and endure and be strong. And it's in the cellular memory. That's one of the things that people, when you go on a journey of healing, you get to uh, rewrite and very literally dissolve out of your cells is those, those patternings. Women, same thing. Women have been brutally conditioned to hate themselves mm -hmm. and to decide that, that you're, they are not good enough. They're supposed to be living up to something that will make an this may be a generalization, but that will make their fathers want to marry them off to the right other landowner so everybody's pocketbooks benefit. You know, that's what marriage was about. And that's where there's conditioning for what you're supposed to be to be good enough to be wanted. So all of that can be addressed intellectually, but it can also be addressed on an energetic level without all the emotional upheavals. Wow. So how fast can that, I mean, is it, is it sort of like a, like a stage? I mean, I, I, I think especially in modern man, we want this instant gratification, but I mean, it's, it's yeah. kind of a cycle, isn't it? I mean, it's sort of a process, yeah. right? Absolutely. It is. I mean, look how long it's taken to form these patterns, right? Mm. If we were, so let me be, be very real about this. It is absolutely technically possible to have boom, instant regeneration. And when we, we see examples of it in like um, a spontaneous remission of cancer, where a person has stage four cancer and they go to bed that night and they wake up the next day and half of their tumors are gone and three weeks later, there are no more tumors. That is technically possible. And it's actually that example that started me playing with the body. Like I learned about that and I'm like, I want that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want cancer, but I want to know how that works. So it wouldn't compliment everybody to just have instant change. Your mind would go nuts. Mm. Who am I now? How do I function? Mm. Right? 
the journey exists because it is kind. It doesn't always seem kind, but the journey exists for you. And when you know that you're heading toward your heart, it's part of guiding the mind, re-educating the mind to say, buddy, we're not broken. We don't have, we, you know, my existence isn't a problem. We're walking in a direction of wellness and it's going to take a bit of a journey. And yes, it's going to feel weird. And yeah, the body's going to go through things, but I got your back on this, buddy. You know, that's, that's all the mind wants to know is someone's got my back and I didn't do everything wrong and I'm going to be okay. Mm. Right. So we can educate the mind to be aware of the body in a way where it just, the mind just sees the body's just providing information. The body's not against you. It's actually totally for you. Mm. But when you, when the mind understands that what we're sensing, what we're feeling, what we're going through is simply information toward the next step, the mind takes a whole new interest and drops all of the self-deprecation and all the sabotage because now it knows it's not alone. Hmm. I think what you're taught, what you're really kind of even speaking to is the idea is it's not necessarily the destination, it's who you become along the journey, right? Yeah, and remembering who you actually are and mm. watching that come to life. Absolutely. Mm. I, I love that. It's so amazing. Hey, Gwen, so let's talk about uh, your kind of really focus now. Now, do you focus specifically on diet in your in the, what you do or how does that really play for you? Well, it, I loved everything you were talking about, Carrie, and, and so many things that, that came up. Um, as you were saying, as women, we're very conditioned um, you know, to not feel good about herself. And I think with men too, and to not feel, and that often plays into um, feeling like we have to lose weight. We have to be this certain body size. And often, and almost all the time, it's an unrealistic expectation. And I know for me, you know, I started dieting right out of elementary school when I didn't even have any issue with weight, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I fit in. So that just led me down a road of losing weight, getting it back and until I was clinically obese in my early 40s. And that's all led me here to just try to help people to learn to find a way to make peace with food and with their body instead of, you know, because this time of year, this is when everybody's going on the diet. Oh, you know, here I'm going to write my resolutions out. And I'm going to lose weight. And it's going to work this time. Um, but the more I look at it, dieting is just such a fear-based activity. You know, we're trying to just desperately do anything to lose the weight. We're not really thinking about health or well-being. Um, and so energetically, we're talking about energy. It's just, it's never going to work in the long run because it's, in, you know, for me, and I think for most people who yo-yo dieted, you know, you're desperate to lose the weight. You go on the diet. You you muscle through it, you power through, like we were talking about, you force some weight off, you're excited for a second, and then you get to the point where you can't take the restriction anymore of the diet or whatever it is, you start gaining the weight back, the fear escalates, then you find another diet to go on. So you're just, you know, for me, that's I was always just in fear of what I was eating, what I wasn't eating, uh, what my body was like, it's a, and it just, it's such a, horrible existence. And I know you guys were both saying you've both dealt with this issue. So um, you might know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And uh, it's just, 
it's punishment after punishment for mm-hmm. not be, not being different than you are with you know some nebulous goal in the future and it's it's just not nice you're not being nice <laughs> <laughs> it's i know it's terrible actually um, and then we're you know we're going about it in such a backwards way because energetically we have to feel good first in order to make any positive change and we all you know, I think a lot of people with dieting think, oh, I'm going to feel great once I lose that weight. Like, oh, now my life's going to change and it's going to be, you know, the best life ever. And I've been, like Pete was saying, I've been about every size. I've been painfully skinny. I've been painfully overweight. I've been all in, in the middle. And, you know, being thin, thin, that didn't make me happy. You know, I was excited for a second again, like, oh, I, you know, lost weight. But it's it's not, you know... It's not going to bring happiness. Hmm. We have to feel good on the inside in order to make any lasting change. Hmm. And again, you can, you know, force off some weight with these diets, but um, it's just not going to be a long-lasting solution. But on the other hand, if you start to make peace with food and with body, and then you can start to explore a healthy eating style that will work for the individual, because as we know. Well, there's not one right way to eat. Yeah. So, Gwen, do you think that there is like a weight that your body really is seeking for its own natural state? Yeah, I I do kind of think it lands. Like, it's funny as I'm looking at my last journey when I, you know, found finally did make make peace with food and body, and I found a healthy eating style that worked for me. And I was doing at the time a lot of um, juicing doing a lot of vegetable juicing and it just it helped heal some issues I had too and it just felt really good in my body so I kind of came down to a a very thin place and my body felt good there but it might have been quite the natural place I think and then once I started eating a little differently so it's kind of still kind of experimenting but I think if if you can come at it without any fear, your body will land where it's supposed to be. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. How, go ahead, Terry. Yeah. I, what I find too is our bodies shift and change because our lives shift and change. And if we can give the body permission to do what it needs to do, for example, you know, the body has a wisdom of its own. We talk about that all the time, and then we try to, you know, force it to eat this and force it to <laughs> be great on this and all that stuff. But when I love what you're saying, Gwen, about having peace with things, to me, what that says is to give this much space with no judgment mm-hmm. and just say, okay, here's how my body actually is. And it either feels like it's me expressing through it or it feels like something else expressing through it. And that kind of takes away the, the demand that I should be feeling good or otherwise, because then the mind immediately goes, well, otherwise I'm doing it wrong, right? If I don't feel good, I did it wrong, now I need to go eat cookies. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just kind of the cycle. Yeah. But the bo- our, each of our bodies absolutely is here to express who we are and it's going to fluctuate. So when we can give the body a free pass to be a living thing, 
that is going to shift here and shift there and shift there, then the, the question can change a little bit into, like you started to say, what's going to work for me? What works for me so that I feel even more like myself? I, for example, so I'll give another quick example. Um, when I was really heavy and I realized, I literally woke up one day, bing, and I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't me. Like, <laughs> like what happened? Where, where, how did, where did all this come from? <laughs> and I didn't make a decision that I had to lose weight. I made a decision that I want to feel like myself again. Mm. Perfect. And it, and I didn't try to literally. Sorry, but I didn't try dieting at all. I simply did what made me feel like myself that day, knowing that I was going to do more of that every day. And the body, very literally, just boom, started functioning differently. Mm. So there's so much in weight loss that is out like a carrot on a stick saying, okay, I, like you were saying, I have to get here, I have to get here, I have to get here. But what if we bring that home a little closer to home and, and start to explore what does it really feel like to be me again? Maybe mm. I've been so far away from that, but what can I do today that helps me remember what it feels like to be me? And, mm. and then you're on the journey. You know, because I promise you one day you're going to eat cookies and then the next day you're going to eat oranges and it's going to go how it goes, you know. But it's that kindness and the willingness to, to invite a friendship with your mind and that it changes things energetically. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm still learning how to like listen to my body because I literally just threw away three boxes of cookies because I realized every time I ate them, I felt bad. And I was think I was like, why? Am I forcing myself to eat this food that may taste good for the moment, but my body is instantly like, ooh, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And I mean, I really realized that for me, like one of the main reasons that I was heavy was a sort of like a self-protection. It was a way to make myself less attractive, you know, because I came up, I grew up in a very abusive home. And it was a, it was a way to make me like, um, you know, when the coach was like picking who would be on the team, you know, he never picked me. You know what I mean? So I always got to sit on the I always got to sit on the sideline and just kind of watch life go by. You know what I mean? So for me, losing weight was, and I wasn't prepared for this. It was so much a journey of rediscovering who I was and becoming more integrated into life. I mean, suddenly people started noticing me and putting me on the spotlight. And you know, because underneath all that fat was, from what people told me, a very attractive person. And I was like, you know, how do I handle this? You know, how do I? How do I handle all this attention all of a sudden? So, I mean, I think we need to be very conscious of, of number one, why we eat the way we eat and, and be forgiving of that. And then realize that as you lose weight, if you choose to, there's going to be a lot of things that are come through that maybe you didn't discover. Did any, any of y'all go through any of that? Yeah, definitely. And I think over like my years of doing the, the whole weight loss thing, um, yeah, it was always that kind of excitement, like, oh, people are noticing, people are noticing I'm getting thinner, you know, maybe guys are noticing me. And then, and I haven't truly explored all this, but I'm sure there's always, like you said, that fear kind of comes up, like, oh, people are noticing me, like, I don't know if I want that. Hmm. Um, it's, go ahead. Yeah, and I feel that too. Anytime I stayed very small my whole life, and I have many 
gifts to share. And I used almost my whole life force to keep them quiet. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it, there's this uh, idea of exposure. And mm -hmm. I think it's a huge, I'm so happy you brought it up, Pete, because whether it's weight loss, whether it's your business or your family or whatever it is, you know, that you're playing with in, in your transformational journey, you are moving toward exposure, being seen mm -hmm. for who you are. Mm -hmm. And of course, that brings fear right here. Now, I'm not going to say it's scary because that would be identifying with the fear, mm. which is different than saying, yes, there's fear. Let's keep going anyway, right? To, and that's where a lot of people circle back into the cycle is they feel that fear and they go, oh, that's my fear. I'm afraid. I'm scared. I better hide again. So let's just acknowledge when you start making changes, yes, you're going to feel exposed. And for me, too, you know, anytime I would let myself really shine and be happy, I would get lots of attention. And I didn't know how to handle it either. It still feels oogie sometimes, you know, like, ah, I don't just, wow, you know. Um, and I think it's an awesome part of the journey to recognize who am I in the middle of this now? How do I bring myself forward even more? Hmm. And yes, of course, it takes experience. And yes, of course, it's, you know, we're going to run and hide sometimes. And that's okay. Like, that's what you keep saying is the forgiveness you know let's just acknowledge we've been through some stuff and if we want to get beyond it we're going to feel all those things that kept us hidden in the first place but this time we know why we're doing what we're doing is mm. to go through it and beyond it mm. and yeah it and it feels like exposure yes right. it does and i think if you can if you can re recognize those patterns of the fear and then see yourself going through that doorway of fear and see what happens on the other side. You can start becoming addicted to that cycle of genuine pain. Because it's all, everything's a cycle. It's just almost like what you decide to get addicted to. And if you get addicted to growth, <laughs> growth can be an addiction too, right? <laughs> um, and something that was really kind of interesting for me was uh, I was dating someone one time and I guess I came from this whole idea of you, know, you clean your plate and as Americans we have huge plates, right? And which generally means it's usually lower quality food because that's about the only thing that we can all afford to have a huge plate full of, right? So I was dating or this cookies. person. <laughs> I'm sorry? Or cookies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Whatever it is. But even with cookies. So I was dating this person and um, he had this, this really, really expensive cheese. And he only gave it out like these little tiny bites. You know, I'm used to just like peeling off, you know, half a chunk of Velveeta or whatever. You know what I mean? But what I experienced was like, a hundredfold of what I would have experienced with the Velveeta. And I guess the expression I'm trying to say to you, is, to people, is to learn how to invest rather than to spend, and to learn that, you know, if you if you if you take in higher quality energy or higher quality foods, it can it can give you like ten times the experience and keep you in a great space. I mean, if you look like the, at the French and how they eat, you know, they eat fat and breads and all this kind of stuff, and yet they tend to be you know fairly lean. And I think it's because they eat those higher quality, more natural, organic type products. Does that make any sense? Without bashing themselves for what they eat. Right. The, the French have no conflict with the pastries. 
right? <laughs> and that it, that's actually where a lot of the weight gain happens because we're putting these substances in the body and then telling the body to have a conflict with it. Oh. You know? And then the body says, all right, well, here's what conflict looks like. And for some, it's a deteriorating liver. And for some, it's a lot more uh, adipose tissue. That's what it was for me. I was just at that point in my life in uh, an amazingly uh, rich conflict in my life. And that's how my body responded. It's one of the ways to, a very simple way to listen to the body is when it's not functioning optimally, then it's simply communicating there's some conflict here. And when we start asking the body, how can I help resolve your conflict? It's a totally different approach than, all right, I, I feel yucky and this shouldn't be happening and I'm supposed to feel good because I'm on a spiritual journey and oh my God, now I'm blown, blown it again. You know, it's really about communication and um, how can I, it, it, and it does, I'm learning more. It take so many people are at different places in their ability to listen to the body. And, you know, I have a, a giftedness in that area I have learned. Like for me, it's like, come on, everybody, it's here. Listen. But I've had to learn to listen to other people and, and really meet them where they're at and mm -hmm. their ability to listen. Mm -hmm. But it does, it's not a contest, right? It's, it's not the um, Enlightenment Olympics for who's the best listener. <laughs> it's, it's really honoring yourself to say, okay, I'm going to listen right where I am today. And how can I, body, how can I help you resolve your conflicts? And once you start opening into that conversation, you're in a whole different world. Can we yeah. do that? Can we have an Enlightenment Olympics? I kind of, <laughs> can we do that? Is that a thing? <laughs> I know, I just want to a lot of tickets. To add to that, though, you know, like you were saying, I, listening to your body, and I think when you're involved in dieting for a long time, you really lose that ability to really mm. listen and be able to tell what feels good in your body, what can you can digest well, um, all that's that kind of thing, because you're just trying to do this prescribed diet that somebody else came up with. And even if it feels not that good in your body, you keep doing it because we want to just lose the weight. So I think that's a great point. And also about the French, when we were talking about, they, you said they have no conflict, which I love that. And, and they also, they eat in a relaxed manner. They're mm -hmm. not at their desk, like, choking down lunch while they're working or in their car or, you know, they're having conversation, they're having a relaxed meal. And, and I think we really kind of lost that in the U.S. to some mm -hmm. extent. I, I agree. I mean, it's almost like it's something to get through, you know what I mean? Yes. Rather than something to enjoy. <laughs> That's crazy, you know? Especially <laughs> if you've been dieting for so long. You know, I remember when I was in the midst of dieting, and I, would, I was living alone at the time, and so I'd, I'd make whatever diet dinner I was going to have. And then I would sit in front of the TV and watch the Food Network. So I'm watching, <laughs> I can eat something else, and I'm eating my diet meal. I'm not even paying attention, so of course, I'm never satisfied. Right. I just think that's so funny now. But <laughs> that is funny. I love that you think it's funny, too, because no, just like you were saying, noticing that stuff without judging it. And just going, oh, look, look what's going on. Look what I'm doing. Oh, my God. 
Wow. Well, you know what? Okay. Then let's start moving in a new direction. People, the other thing men and women are conditioned to do just flat out is judge, 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 judge. Whatever it is, it's either good or bad, and it means something about me. Yeah. And that, that gentleness to recognize, like you just said, you know, I'm dieting and then I'm watching the Food Network and going numb for it. Hmm, maybe there's something to play with there, you know? It's just, it's just beauty. It's a thing of beauty to have the courage to notice our own habits mm. from a place of how can I assist to go beyond this? Like, how can my heart be of assistance to help the mind and the body go beyond this? Mm. And it, it does. It takes a little experience, you know, but, but even recognizing that that perspective is available is it's an act of courage is what it is, actually. Hmm. And I'd like to yes. kind of harken back something that, that you were talking about earlier, Carrie, about how like instant healing is possible. And I'm, I'm uh, a studier right now of the Christ consciousness. I'm not going to say Jesus Christ, because I think Jesus Christ simply embodied the Christ consciousness that we can all embody. But the way that he really healed was by seeing that person in their perfectly healed state, he wouldn't see them any other way. And as soon as he could get them to see themselves in that perfect health state, they would just almost instantly like enter. It's almost like I think of when you're at the ocean, you dig a hole in the sand at the beach, and then the beach, and then it fills in with water. It's like first you create the 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 cavern for it, and then the universe, because it doesn't like a vacuum, instantly fills it up. You know, and if it fills it up with whatever you open up the cavity for, you know, you fill it up for. I'm fat, okay. You know, if you fill it up with, I'm healthy, okay. You know, I mean, whatever you fill it up with, that's what it fills in. So I, 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 that really made me think about. It. I wanted to, you know, say that. And also, I probably, you know, this Gwen. I mean, Tony Robbins says that by January fifteenth, everybody has thrown away all their New Year's resolutions. Which, of course, one of the major ones is probably dieting and and exercise. So how can we go beyond? January 15th and where are we now the 6th or 7th I'm not even sure maybe we got another week of, of dieting to go before we all quit I'm not sure really to just shift away from the notion of diet and to really begin to explore you know how do I want to eat what makes me feel good and that has to come from a place of you know, feeling peaceful and, mm. and feeling peaceful in your body, accepting exactly where you, you are in the moment, where you're starting from. Because we know energetically, if you're pushing against something, you're resisting it, you're just getting more of the same thing. So I think, you know, I'm just imploring people this year to try to start out the new year in a new way and, and not just go on that diet that you're going to go on and then go back off and find a way that feels good in your body to eat and that you enjoy, and that's something that's going to become your basis, that's going to become your lifestyle. And even if you eat outside of it, it's okay, because you're in that peaceful, calm place. So like you, Carrie, were saying, you know, you won't have a conflict with the pastry. <laughs> it's just, so that's where, what I think would be more useful. Mm, I love it. Yeah. And Pete, I love that you brought up the, the Christ consciousness, because that's what I see, too, is that Jesus would... His pure awareness would amplify mm -hmm. somebody's uh, pure presence, their their wellness, their wholeness. And so, you know, going past the 15th, my question would be, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I dieting because I need to diet because I promised myself and now I have to whip myself if I don't? Mm -hmm. Or can I go through the month of January 
and know that I have that Christ consciousness within myself, even if it seems very quiet right now, and say, you know, I'd like to bring that forward. And I'd like to bring it forward through my eating patterns. I'd like to know myself as that version of myself. So each day, why am I doing what I'm doing? If I'm going to eat these things, can I let myself feel what it's like when I do without killing myself, without judging myself, and by, with simply celebrating the courage to be aware of it, because it does take a lot of courage. Mm. So to me, the question is, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm. And if, it, if there's punishment in there, well, you have another option. I mean, you can do the punishment route. It's, you know, well-worn, well-worn trail. And the road less traveled is a bit of kindness and compassion and ease. But that's why, you know, some of us go first and are here to help. Hmm. And I think it is about keeping that why in mind. I mean, the, the why are you doing it? And it needs to be so much more than so that I get a hot date or I fit in that, <laughs> you know, pair of pants or that skirt, although that can you know certainly be a motivator. But, you know, once you do that, it needs to be something beyond. Because I've, I've found for me that once I hit a goal and a target, if I don't have a further why, I just go right, right back. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Why do I want to fit in the skirt? Why do I want somebody to notice me? Mm. Why, how does it feel if somebody notices me? Mm. Why do I want to feel that? You know, again, the, it's a journey, and it's a journey of courage, but it is the most, the kindest journey mm. that we can take for ourselves because it is absolutely for ourselves. I love it. So uh, is there any other, any final kind of comments or anything or, or let's, you want to just tell people how to get in contact with you and, and what your specialization is? Carrie, you want to go first? Sure. So I'm Carrie Lake and my website is carrielake.com, K-E-R-R-I-L-A-K-E. And the people that I really love to work with are the ones that can feel in themselves like there's a different way and I'm, I would really love to receive that now. It doesn't matter, you know, male, female, profession, um, whatever the status is, because I, I help people embody their heart. And if for, if for you that's through your dieting and reclaiming your body, let's do it. If it's through your animals and the relationships with the critters in your life, let's do it. If it's through the relationships with family and beloved, let's do it. But it's really about giving you the tools so that you feel constantly empowered that you can navigate whatever might come up from that beautiful Christed consciousness in your heart. Mm. That's you, Gwen. That's beautiful, Carrie. Thank you. Uh, so I'm Gwen Irwin, and uh, my blog and website is yourinnerjoy.com. Um, so again, I'm a transformation coach. I help people get into vibrational alignment to achieve whatever goal they might be working towards. I do, you know, work with a lot of people that want to shift, um, make changes in weight or health. Um, and I've got a group going called Making Peace with Food and Body. And that's a group to support women to re release the cycle of chronic dieting and make peace with food and body to be able to find a healthy eating style uh, that works for them. And I do have a book out called The Joy of Eating, The Anti-Diet Solution for Weight Loss and Health. So you can find that on Amazon or my website. 
It's nice to be here. Thanks. Wow. Really fantastic conversation. Yeah. Thank you, Pete. Absolutely. And, Gwen. and I'm Pete Cospoon. Uh, go by the Angel Encourager. I'm an angelic intuitive medium. I'm here to help you with healing and motivation. Alrighty, and so uh, thank you so much for watching the Positive Vibes show here from Project Positive Change. We invite everybody to find out more about Project Positive Change. There are links there in the Facebook group to uh, send messages and find out more about us. We'd love for you to join us if you have some, some kind of talent or something you'd like to bring forth or if there's if you'd like to uh, work with one of our visionaries here and, and really you know, move yourself forward. We're so much about really um, expanding the the conscious uh, crowd, I guess you'd say, in the world, and really making change, really transforming each one of us, so that we can transform this world and really bring it to, I think, the vision that we all have of it. And I'm just going to say bye. We'll have our little our little uh, outro video go on, and then we'll cut out of here. Sound good? Sounds great. Bye.